I think we had a few conversations about this before we finally committed to it. That is true. And then you you cornered me at one of the one some birthday party that we were at. Yep. You were like, "Hey, man, what about the podcast? Are we doing this thing? Is that how bacon sounds? It Especially is. when I've had a few drinks. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> listen here, bro. I've literally been thinking about this for a long time. He was hey, in the zone. <laughs> he was all about it. And yep. with your background, I totally get it. I mean, it makes sense. It's like a logical evolution for us. Coming to you from the Bacon Wave Production Studios in Northern Virginia, this is Podcast Envy. Today, the boys kick off the podcast series with the story behind Podcast Envy. And later in the show, they'll talk about Radio Envy, the myths, the legends, and where did those handsome boys come from? Let's kick things off with Brian, Timmy C, and Bacon. Well, this is fun. This is cool. This is Bacon's brainchild. Yes. I had an idea, and it brought forth this child, <laughs> and we shall name him Podcast Envy. Apparently, this is festered for a little while, huh? Oh, yeah. Like an ingrown hair. Um, that's a really great image. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Thanks for that. What a start. Yeah, I've actually had the bug to do radio all my life. When I was in high school, I had a radio show. At my high school, I had a radio station, so I had a radio show. And so every time I came on the air, I was like, hey, you're 91.7 WMPH. You're tuned in to Tuned Out. I'm Mikey B. And then the other guys that were with me would Mikey say their names. Mikey B? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> what else don't we know about you? This is Mikey B in the morning. Now, is that that name's okay? Mikey B's good? Mikey B's good, but Mikey without the B is a no-goo. Not a yeah. fan of that. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. It's like we're, you know, Indiana Jones or maybe Paul Abdul, one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> How much was it scripted, though? Like None at all. None okay. of it was scripted. Like, I would have show outlines that we would follow, and like we would do certain things at certain times, but there was no script. It was just off the top of our head. We played music. We played, like, all the top artists. We had the ability to play music without having to pay for it because we were on a nonprofit station frequency. Uh, okay. So we were allowed to play whatever we wanted as long as it didn't have curse words in it, of course. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Did you ever bring in any guests? Yeah, we actually we did a Mother's Day special where all of us brought our mothers in. <laughs> nice. And that didn't really make for good radio, but it was a good idea. <laughs> I'm sure they appreciated it. Yeah, they thought it was cool to be like in the studio because it was like a real profesh studio. Like yeah. it, looked, it wasn't just like a hole in the wall. So. so have you ever done a podcast before? No, I've never done a podcast. And I kind of wish I had jumped on this idea earlier because I've always had the idea of wanting to put my voice down for people to hear because, you know, I feel like it's a voice that everybody wants to hear. <laughs> it is a good voice. Yeah. You know, That's I agree. I've heard, I've, heard the, I've heard the playbacks. It's not always great. Have you done a podcast before, <laughs> B? No, I haven't. Really? I have not. Oh. But I have embarrassed myself to myself with recording a million things. You in, have. You've, with my equipment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the videos, all the songs, whatever. Um, I was going to say, it's funny you mentioned Bacon specifically that as long as the songs didn't have curse words in them, because I remember distinctly there was a period of time where certain radio stations did play songs with curse words on them. And then that was kind of the big deal that they then came out with the parental advisory right. mm -hmm. on, uh, on the albums. Yep, um, I remember that. Yeah, there were certain radio stations I was not allowed to listen to. <laughs> So, Bacon, why are we doing a podcast? 
Because I think that, in my humble opinion, when the three of us get together and talk, we have interesting and funny conversations. And, you know, it's just another way to kind of, you know, promote the band. But also, you know, hanging out with you guys and just talking about stuff has always been like a lot of fun. That was one of my favorite parts about practice with us was like the part where we would sit around and just talk for hours. And I'm like, oh, wait, we should probably practice for a few minutes, right? <laughs> try, try a new tequila, right. <laughs> right. many tangents. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should try that one song that we said that we were going to practice tonight. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if you guys know or not, but uh, but I was on a podcast <gasps> a few years ago. Oh, snap. Were you? Really? Yeah. Is that yep. why you kept asking everybody? Just waiting like, God damn it. Somebody asked me. <laughs> Nobody asked me. I was actually on a wrestling podcast. What? So if you remember way back... When we Woo! played, there Sorry. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Flair's here. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> oh, Hulk Hogan's here. All, all your favorites are here. Oh, I'm here to tell you about the grave digger, Undertaker. Like the it's Undertaker. the Undertaker. <laughs> wow. The grave taker. Oh. <laughs> I had a beer. Yeah, sounds and like I had another beer. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's got them all down. I know. Stone cold. All right, now go get a ladder and fall off of it. <laughs> Not the first time I've been instructed to do that. Oh, Cheers. I didn't mean it. Well, you said it. All right. So tell us, we tell us uh, about that. So, <laughs> sorry. So we were the. Uh, so we played over at the Old Shabine. Radio Envy did. Radio Envy did. Yes. Yep. And the bouncer or the guy that worked up front, right? Um, we played for Halloween. And turns out he and I had the same wrestling shirt on. Uh, you I remember do remember that? this. Yep, wrestling Ms. Chris, Mr. Nolan. That's right, wrestling yes. Chris. So, so he and I uh, started a podcast uh, called Geek Out Championship Wrestling. That's a so great name. Geek Out was kind of his um, was his thing, um, and we would preview pay per views, and then we would do kind of the post pay per view. So, so the, the, the pay-per-view like, for WWE would come out once a month. Mm -hmm. And so oh, it was a thing. It like was like a periodical. It was. So once a month we'd get together uh, to word, do the like preview. Harvard word. Yeah, Thank that you. Was good. <laughs> we'd do the preview and do our picks for mm -hmm. who we thought would win and who we wanted to win. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Look, we know it's predetermined. We know it's scripted. Right. So you already knew who it was? No, we had no idea. Okay. But, you know, so we used to have things called... This is kind of like the NFL with Vegas, right? <clears throat> I don't know about that. Oh, okay. But uh, but we used to have things called markout moments where you would, like, kind of jump out of your chair. It was cool. It was fun. It is cool. Still kind of nerdy. But I loved it, and I still love it. I think it's cool. I think you know wrestling's what? fun. I have a very strong opinion about that. If something you love, and it's, who cares if other people think it's nerdy, it's cool. It's cool to you, man. Yeah. Well, we had our own belt. Well, Actually, that's we had a little multi. nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> we had multiple belts, uh, but it was fun, and we got to play different characters on the podcast. And each episode was probably about forty-five minutes to an hour. Okay. Um, was it yeah. strictly wrestling? Did you guys ever get into anything else? Did you guys do um, interviews? We never. One of his buddies joined at one point, and then that was short-lived because uh, he kind of uh, flaked out. But then. Uh, no, we didn't really bring in anybody. It was just kind of us talking about wrestling yeah, and whatever the current happenings around wrestling was. Yeah. And then our take on it. So as far as like how the three of us know each other mm -hmm. and how that story came to be, do you want to cover the, the Radio Envy beginning and then get to the point where you went, you know, bring me into the story? 
or that is part of what I, I had written down. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I remember reading to, that. I mean, I remember. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I sent it to you to proofread. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean the the whole thing, I, as far as I recall, oh, it kind of started when I moved out of the house where I was living. Mm-hmm. I had just started practicing guitar. Yeah. And uh, I was in a townhome. What year was this? This was 20, probably 2012, 2013. 12, 2013 yeah. Okay. And I uh, had been playing, you know, for a little bit, just tinkering with it and mentioned it to Tim and he came over and I played maybe yeah. the homeless guy song for you. And he thought it was awesome. And I knew that he had kind of played a little bit with his dad, you know, growing up and mm-hmm. you know, but on and never off. guitar. I yeah. never played. I was going to ask, is this the time where he came to you with a knife and said, if you don't start playing fucking guitar, I'm going to stab <laughs> <No>. you? He, <laughs> Brian called more it less. <laughs> he called it more of a baptism by fire. Ah, yep. okay. He was like, you need to learn. And I was like, uh, okay. yeah. Well, that, I'm pretty sure if I remember this correctly, as soon as I saw your enthusiasm for it, I said, you know what this means? And you were like, no, what? And I was like, you now need to learn guitar so we can start a band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Um, it took us, I think, close to a year to get our first official gig. I had been doing some stuff with a coworker of mine who had a standing gig over at a place in Reston, and so I kept like subbing in. I'd you know, oh, sing yeah. one of my original songs. Yep. Um, there were a couple of orig- or, uh, cover songs that uh, we would harmonize on, and but she mostly would play guitar and um, play piano, and then for my songs, I would play guitar. Uh, but that's kind of how, and going out to open mics. Yeah. That was another thing actually that Tim and I started doing together, especially, uh, the place out in Leesburg. King's court tavern. Yep. Yeah. We'd go out cause they had open mics there. And I remember racing out there cause I had to, uh, get a babysitter or something. Yep. Or I had to figure out, uh, uh, childcare just so that we could go out for like an hour mm-hmm. just to practice a song in front of an audience that didn't give a crap about anything. <laughs> no. And then race back home <laughs> and leave the babysitter. <laughs> You know, of course, it evolved from there. But yeah, we finally got our first gig uh, at the end of 2014. Yeah, I remember at King's Court, um, you got up there and played for open mic, and they came over and you were like, oh, yeah, so what do you think? Do you think we can get a shot to play? And he's like, well, yeah, but I need to hear the two of you together. Right. And so Brian and I looked at each other, we're like, what are we saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what should we do? So we got up there and I forget what we sang. We did something. It might have been, it could have been a cover song. Yeah. I don't I remember, don't but remember. we went up there and did it together, and he was like, all right, well, you can get the 10 to 2 slot. Yeah. We're like, oh, not bad. 10 cool. in the morning to 2 in the afternoon. You know, he oh, was really? like, no, no, no. Yeah, I didn't 10 know. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. <laughs> and we had like maybe 45 minutes worth of material. Like, yeah. we did not have anything. And again, I couldn't play bar chords. Yeah, I could do some true. open chords. <laughs> yeah. But that like, was a hurdle. Like, <laughs> You know, just using a pick, like the whole thing. Like I, I, I was green. I knew nothing about playing guitar. Yeah. So like I had to rely on YouTube. I asked my dad, I was like, Hey, can you teach me? He was like, no. And I was like, all right. He doesn't have time. And he was like, I'll show you five chords and then you can figure you out figure the rest. It out, yeah. yeah. And so like first it was learning how to play. Then it was learning how to sing and play. Yeah. And then it was like, well, what else harder, do I do? Harder than you think. And oh yeah. And that's where the plethora of instruments came in because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, well, I could do this or I could mm-hmm. do that. Anything and, but bar chords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But we, talking about that show, having only that much material, it was kind of nice that we got booked for those gigs because there really wasn't anyone there. Mm -hmm. So we were playing to the bartenders if they were even paying attention. And so we could kind of recycle some songs to extend the amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, we kept playing there and playing, started playing at other places that our uh, catalog started to grow and and we had some more options to play with. But But I think our first official show wasn't there. No, um, I don't think so. It was that old Shabin. I think it was old Shabin. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So Steph, when Stephanie was working there. So when you set out to learn guitar and play guitar, was your was your mindset I'm going to write my own stuff, or was your mindset I'm going to practice covers and if I get to the point where I can play my own stuff, I'll do that. The only reason why I picked up guitar is because I had songs that I was writing and humming and singing in my head that I didn't know. I didn't have any instrument or any other kind of outlet. And so I, I grabbed guitar because uh, actually a, a good friend of ours, uh, Solomon, back in high school, she gave me a guitar, and I really didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. I, I learned G, D, C, you know, just the basic stuff, and just kind of cut it out after like a month or two. Um, so I knew that I could probably pick that up rather than start on an entirely new instrument. Yeah. And uh, but that was no. Even when Tim and I started talking about playing gigs um or you know picking up um other opportunities to play that we didn't want to be known as a cover band we right. wanted to have our originals to mix in there because we both kept writing yeah we, we have dozens of songs we have a lot mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i mean probably i mean i don't want to speak for you but probably about 40 to 50 percent are Pretty terrible. <laughs> the ori- the early on, early on, when stuff it's was all pretty just bad. open chords, I think yeah. not everybody starts at Tom Petty, right? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was pretty bad. But yeah. no, I mean we've come we've come a long way. Ever you know, anytime I look back, I'm like, wow, we've really come yeah. a long yeah. freaking way. Yeah. yeah. And then of course we gotta we gotta bring you in here. I, I wrote down dates here to help me remember some stuff. Well, before we get to that, oh yeah. Um, so when you guys started just, you know, picking songs you want to cover, how did you determine that? You guys have pretty similar taste in music, right? You both mm-hmm. like um, Imagine Dragons and... Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's more of me. <laughs> Brian is more on what the alternative that, side. Lizards? Yeah. What was that, Invisible Lizards? Brian's more on the alternative side, and I would be more on the countryside. Mm-hmm. And we come together kind of with some pop, right, and some rock. Yep. But that's kind of our blend, right? So... I would come with some country stuff. So you're saying you're a little bit country and Brian's a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> well, kind of, if you want to go that way. Yeah. Thank you. you. Together, like, I'm Donnie, he's Marie. Yeah, right. yeah pretty much. <laughs> For the kids out there. Yeah, exactly. Look up Donnie and Marie. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah, or don't. That's <laughs> yeah. probably sad. I think the biggest thing was we just would come up with songs that we liked and, you know, whether they were past, present, you know, whatever, and... You know, I would go on YouTube. So YouTube was the best way for me to learn how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. So I would pick whatever my favorite songs were and just try to learn to play along with the YouTube videos. And then if I felt like I was pretty good at it, I'd say, hey, Brian, what do you think about this song? And he'd be like, that's country. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a but, tough time for me in country. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, so, it. but he and I kind of would just play around with it. Like he said before, like, we didn't want to play a ton of cover songs because we didn't want to be the best at doing other people's stuff. Right. We wanted to make our own identity. So even with the cover songs, it's kind of got our own flair to it. And yeah. It always has been. Oh, yeah. Right. Because um, it, it was just the two of us, too. Yeah. You know, 
And until you came along, we had really no percussion other than the tambourine. So <laughs> well, and while well, the bongos we broke out, remember for that's one headlight, true. that's how yeah. that started. Yeah, that, but yeah, that was uh, that was that was fun. We weren't like a band, so for us to do cover songs the way that you might go out to see a band do cover songs, mm-hmm. it was never going to be us, right? So it was always our adaptation of the way that we heard it, or the way that it came easy to us, or the way that we liked it. Yeah, I do remember the first time I went out and saw you guys before I was part of the band. And I did recognize that the way you played your songs was unique compared to like, you know, the, you know, note for note copy of, of a lot of cover bands. And I don't want to insult anybody by saying that. It just, you know, your the way your style was different and it was something that was appealing mm-hmm. to, to me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why we keep getting booked. Yeah. Well, and I think we also wanted to be a wide blend, right? So like what might be a song that you might like the next one somebody else might like, and you're like, man, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But like, it's a wide blend. So like it's, we're not locked into one category where people are like, Oh, they're just a blank band. Right. We're, we play everything. Mm -hmm. We're a wide variety of stuff. And you know, our originals are kind of the same way too. It kind of is a blend of a lot of different genres and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yeah, there's a lot of different styles in, in our original stuff because they, they come from different places and there are so many different influences that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we did we did uh, Radio Envy for a solid year. Yeah. What were some of the other band names that we had? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, picking the band names. <laughs> so that's always a challenge. Yeah. I actually might have that on here. Yeah. Really? Well, one of them was it's Music possible. is the Future. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Another one was... Um, <laughs> yeah. Another one was uh, Jukebox of the Future. Jukebox from the Future, yeah. That was another one. Uh, maybe it wasn't music. Maybe it was Jukebox of the Future. That's, yeah. That rings a bell. Um, oh, shoot. What were some of the other ones? We had a wide variety of stuff. Yeah, I'll have to pull them up. Man, I, yeah, I thought I might have it in my notes, but that's it's okay. probably in an email. It's, gosh. Well, that's how we used to do things was email back and forth. Yeah. Um, we used we'll to have actually the, <laughs> the sheet music too so we yeah. didn't have tablets or anything so yeah. we would print if, if you caught us on a windy day it was not a good day no because we could not keep stuff together 2012 did they have ipads and stuff like that back then i'm trying to think they we did. had a budget because it was yeah, I mean, we, we, we were, were probably still relatively new i think the iphone came out in 2009 so ipad would have been relatively new and probably still in the several thousands of dollars at the time so yeah what was that first show that you saw us at i want to say that it was at Main Street Pub. Okay. Yeah, that's, that sounds uh, about right. Yeah. And that's kind of how, um, I th- that's probably, I mean, connecting Rock Soup to Radio Envy made sense. It would have been cool if all of us could have gotten together yeah, and yeah. done something. 100%. <laughs> well, we did at one point at uh, the old Lion and Bull. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys had a gig and I came up and played. <laughs> yeah. You, so you, that you was the closest. for us. Yeah, that was the closest we came to doing a mass collaboration. Was that the one where the guy came up, insisted that he was a harmonica player, and then took his false teeth out and oh put it on the amp, God. Oh and then played? I forgot about that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. <laughs> he, he smelled like cigarettes. Yeah. He couldn't get away from me. He, he was a close talker. Yeah. <laughs> and came up and he insisted and other people vouched for him. So we were like, okay, right. we've done that before. Yeah. yeah. And it never works out. This no. time it did, except we had the gross, you know, wet teeth on the I mean, I was they were right beyond beyond my hi hat. So I was just sitting there playing, just looking at the teeth like this oh. is awful. What are we doing? 
That's so terrible. Why do we always run into stuff like that? <laughs> I don't like know, man. when he and I first, like our first gig at uh, at King's Court, mm-hmm. like we're on our first break, and it's like, okay, boy, whew, we just got done all of our material. What's <laughs> next? Pit Brian's like, let's. Oh, I was so nervous. <laughs> And Brian's like, all right, well, let's take a break. And these guys come up that were like locals that would always come to that bar. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, can we play during your intermission? And we're like, okay. Because the one guy went and sat at the piano that was sitting there. And we just figured they were just going to play the piano. And the one guy like grabs my guitar and starts playing. And they start doing like this jam session. And we thought it was kind of cool like, at first. Okay, yeah, this is yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And then like we kept looking at our watches. Like, Well, well I think we stepped out. And then we came back in. We needed to calm our nerves. Yeah, let's put it that way. It was our first show. But they were still playing, and our breaks weren't supposed to be that long. Right. And they were playing for like 45 minutes. Yes. Wow. The same song? (laughs) (laughs) Wagon wheel on repeat. Like it was their show. And like we were like, we don't want to make anybody upset because, you know, we're getting paid our $100 for this four hours. We got to make it worth our while. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. Like we've had shows where like people come up, they're like, can I sing? And we're like, we don't know. Can you sing? Yeah. And then they get up and they can't sing. Or my one of my big pet peeves, which we could get into at another time. Can I touch your tambourine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that they take the tambourine. They're like, I'm the best tambourine player this side of the Mississippi. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and then they take the tambourine. They get up there and, and it's just like, smacking it around yeah. like a cow's tail. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It's deceptively difficult to play the tambourine, man. You have to have rhythm. You have oh, to yeah. be able to stay on the beat. And, and I don't even have that all the time, but yeah. you make me sound good <laughs> because I just look back. I'm like, am I on beat? And you're like, yeah, okay, I'm on. I'm back I keep on. a very fluid tempo. It's right. A, it's very elastic. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I think people just want a little piece of the stage. I guess. You know, because they, they know that they can do things to a certain extent. But then it is different when... You're in the audience, right? And then now you're looking at the audience, right? It's a little yeah. bit different. It People is. don't understand yeah. that that's it's a real thing. There's yeah. a, a shift there. And Brian and I were used to that being in show choir in yeah. high school. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're used to looking at audiences. Mr. Roby, are you with me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Be in the church ain't going nowhere. So you guys went to school together, high school. Yeah, yeah. high school together. And so, was it your high school connection that made you guys decide to play in the band? Or did you just, like, how did it come about? You know, this is a a deeper conversation of what do you believe in, (laughs) truly? Mm, That's true. Coincidences, cosmic mishaps, divine intervention. Yeah, Yeah, because he and I, after high school, I mean, we were friends in high school, right? Um, But after high school, we went our separate ways. Well, we went to two different schools, had just two completely different paths. It's not um, like we went far away from home, you no. know, which was kind of funny because, like, yep. I went to Mason, right. which was, at and, the time, right down the street from the high school. Yeah. And I still lived and at home. I did, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know. Like, I thought he went to Nova. That's where it ends for knowledge. Um, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the third school I went yeah. to. But, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, you know, but, you know, you lose track, right? And mm-hmm. we're, you know, I've, I've never been huge on social media and stuff and he really wasn't either at the time. No. So like we never like crossed paths and, and we, we did it the old fashioned way. <laughs> we bumped into each other at a target. We yeah. did in Chantilly. <laughs> Six years our, later. Literally bumped into <laughs> like our carts bumped into each other. It was like, dude, yeah. and he was like, dude, I think he, there's a word for that. He was a little more scraggly. <laughs> Lindsay had longer hair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't, I, I don't think I had a beard. Back then. I think you did. I don't think so. 
But anyway. Maybe I was scraggly. Yeah, I think you were. Yeah, that's probably yeah. Me. Shorter I mean, hair. Makes for a lot sure. more sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was like like that divine intervention. And like, so he and I like kind of picked up where we left off. And then the music stuff didn't come for a little bit after that. No. Yeah. Not at all. Um, but yeah, he was like, Hey, I'm playing guitar. Do you want to get together and kind of like hang out and do music? And that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. It really was after I moved out of the house and that was probably a year. Yeah. Or it was two. like 2012, 2013, right yeah. in there. Something like that. Are we just going to brush over completely 69 degrees Celsius? <laughs> yes. In high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the we, best name so, of, so of course, you know, we're doing show choir stuff, yeah. right? Which yeah. is... What is show choir? It's So it's, uh, you know, the uh, the upper echelon, you know, the elite <laughs> task force of oh. singing. See, in my That's school, right. that was called chorale because we were classy. Right. Chorale? Okay. Yeah. How do you spell that? C H O R. Oh, coral. Okay. I got right. it. Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we he thought it was like the OK Corral. Yeah, he was yeah. like, I, I was like, like what, what road are we going <laughs> what down? Exactly. Yeah. Are we talking about? Last time I was on a road in school, it was the Oregon Trail. But I'm going to date myself. Sorry. Now, did you do Fairfax <laughs> Choral Society too? No. No. I did not. Okay. No. I did that for a few years in a row. Yeah. And so getting into the, the high school show choir, I already kind of knew the drill. <clears> um, yeah. Because they give you the sheet music. You got to learn how to sing alongside other people. Some of them know how to sing, some of them don't really know how to sing. But we were typically people that were picked, I guess what that means, show choir for either solos or for smaller projects. Um, either we had just a natural ear for pitch or our vocals blended well together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we were fit. the varsity team, I guess. We were. Yeah. I was more the baritone. He was more the tenor. Yep. We had a couple other tenors. Ten or 11, yeah. Yeah, 10 or 11. <laughs> he, he's definitely 11. <laughs> there he <Hey. it> is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so boy bands were, you know, the thing Yeah, in sync, 98 degrees. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we were trying to come up with something that, uh, allowed us to stand apart from all the other goofballs. And we came up with 69 degrees Celsius because why they're hotter than 98 degrees. Oh, oh yeah. there it is. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, we were, we <laughs> even yeah, made our own t-shirt. So we didn't, <laughs> what we, we did, we, we did, did. but, but we did, no, 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 like again, we were on a budget, yeah. so it was Still a plain a white T-shirt and a Sharpie, and we put our names on the back. So. Hey there, Delilah. <laughs> no, this was before that. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Do you think you might still have yours? Uh, I, I wore it at one of our shows. Remember when we did the 90s show over at Dogfish? I uh, wore it underneath, and I remember oh, at the end yeah, I pulled yeah, it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's right. It doesn't fit. I mean, it's <laughs> terribly tiny. It's a, it's a souvenir. But uh, but no, it was. Yeah, I still have it. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know if I have it anymore after that night. But yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I'd. Uh, I still have a ton of stuff over at my parents' house from high school that I'd love to go through, and I probably have my shirt in there somewhere. Yeah. But it's we, probably pressed, you know, in a in a glass case, yeah. shadow box. <laughs> <laughs> One day when we're famous, it'll oh, go yeah. on auction and yeah. make or, a ton or of money. We just get some T-shirts and some sharpies, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like the old days. But but what was <laughs> but what was different was like back then, like it wasn't like the wife beater. It was like you cut off the sleeves, right? And so sure. it was like yeah. yeah. So like so we took these plain white T-shirts and we just cut the sleeve to the shoulder. Right, and we we're we'd like, roll yeah. our packs of cigarettes <laughs> up in the. <laughs> Did you cut the sleeves off because your arms were hot? Yeah, yeah, totally. Dude. Yeah, it, there was a lot of pressure. We were cool. 
being the diamonds we were. Yeah. <laughs> I just see you guys up there, sleeveless shirts. Man, my biceps are just so hot right raging, now. Raging, sweat <laughs> dripping everywhere except for our faces. But it also allowed for us to uh, to do our own acts, right? So yeah. we got our own parts in each show mm-hmm. yeah. for us to we do, were typically which was cool. Consistently in all of the, yeah. the big or bigger productions that they had. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's cool. So I, it was kind of when, even though six years had passed and I had just picked up guitar, I knew that there was going to be a synergy there, yeah. sure. you know, to start the band. And so, you know, to if you hadn't picked up guitar, I think I would just be really sad. But yeah, then, I mean, going from uh, Northern Virginia's favorite acoustic duo mm-hmm. to the favorite acoustic band, um, I don't even... I, I think I responded to a Facebook post yep. that uh, Mike had posted. That's Mike that, Laverich. He was a guitar player of Rock mm-hmm. Soup. Yep. That you guys were losing your lead singer. She wanted to be a stay-at-home mom or she had different priorities going on. I think she was pregnant, actually. She was pregnant was with she? twins. Yeah. And we had a very limited amount of time before she was done with the band. Oh, so you're just telling me that I was like the... <laughs> hey, you're the best thing yet. All right, come on in. <laughs> All right, he's in. Exactly. <laughs> well, he's better than the last guy. Desperado. Well, that's, that's how you got in, because you were better than the last guy. Right. <laughs> I mean. Well, I remember you guys showed me uh, some clips, or it was it could have just been pictures. I don't know. And I think you did, actually. Somebody shared a clip with me of uh, the girl, because I think you were trying to replace a girl with a girl, the diversity of the band. Wow. I mean, not far off. Yeah, but, but no, we we uh, I felt like we hit it off when yeah, I came in and absolutely. tried out with you guys. Yeah, and you know it's funny, it's it's kind of the same with like American Idol and like The Voice. Like you have people that come out that say, "I am a great singer and I can't wait to share my gift with the world," and then you put them in front of musicians and play with them, and it's like you are actually not a singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you have to and do have is to walk be... down the streets in Nashville, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> how did we get as far as we did?" Yeah. I mean, and, and you had, being nice about it and being like turning a stranger down, that's it, tough. Like, it's not an easy yeah. thing about, you know, replacing band mem- members and stuff. But no. Uh, Dan- Danielle uh, was the singer. That was her name. She had like a really Disney princess type of voice. So she would mm. do really good on like Barracuda. She did heart. She did heart really well. Um, and, you know, so when you came along, you had the Disney princess voice and the girl. <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to Mike afterwards, being like, "This, if we don't get this guy, he's going to go somewhere else and make us look like idiots." Yeah. Well, he was already with me. I was. So already... It's not like he was going somewhere else. He was just going <laughs> to see. That was not an understood thing at the time, really. Right. Yeah. I, don't, I think he, he just played himself oh. as a free agent, huh? Yeah. Oh, the truth is, that, is coming out. Is Thank that, God for uh, this podcast. Well, hold on. Is that why huh. you think Laverich wasn't too thrilled to know that all of the radio envy dates? <laughs> took over the rock soup date. So the big point of contention was, I think, because we had to go through a booking agent and you didn't, uh, we were at the mercy of whatever gigs we could get, and we didn't know ahead of time very often, much more than a month or so ahead of time when we were playing, mm-hmm. whereas you guys had your calendar booked. Right. Yep. Yeah. So I just booked another 10 shows today. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So like when we would say, hey, we got a gig, and and, and then we'd reach out to you like, oh, you know, we already have a we have a gig that day. Yep. And I think that got under Mikey's skin a little bit. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I get that. Well, yeah. and that's the one thing that um, Brian and I did a good job early on, and still do, 
is we built a lot of good relationships. It was just, you know, for us, the promotion was just word of mouth. Yeah. So we made friends with whoever it was, or we would play a gig at, say, Tin Cannon and then meet people that owned another restaurant Mm -hmm. that were like, hey, we want you all. And then playing there, it was like, hey, we saw you guys at this place. And yeah, I mean, so, I mean, a lot of our stuff is just word of mouth. You know, we, I mean, yeah. we probably later, had almost. the most people come out to see us pre-COVID. I think COVID just kind of crushed it. Yeah. And <laughs> agreed. since then, it's been tough to get some people that that we really enjoyed seeing at our shows out, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to see it, uh, us at other places. Yep. Um, but we I mean, we still get some good crowds. It's it's kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the uh, more often it's definitely a hit. Because I always end up playing shows with you guys, and I'm just always in a great mood. Oh yeah, don't want to go home. Yeah, don't yeah. want the party to stop. Yeah, there yeah. have been times I've come to the gig absolutely freaking miserable, and then by the end of the first set, I'm like, "This is freaking awesome! I yeah. love doing this." Because we're so good, <laughs> we're so tight. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. The, the the I think one of those boosters for me is that I know how good we are together, yeah. but then there are some moments where we're just like so crisp yeah, and it feels so freaking good. And it's like, Oh my God, like this took me out of my slump from the day. And now I feel amazing. Yep. Tequila helps too. That does, (laughs) that definitely does lubricate things. But I mean, so like I, I was playing with rock soup because their drummer couldn't play anymore. and, And just so happened to know some people that they got in touch with me and I started playing with them. And that was probably about, I don't know, about a year before you joined. Mm hmm. And then oh, you, were, so you weren't with them long before Brian joined. No, I really? mean, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't mean to speak ill of the previous drummer, but from what I understood, he didn't really take the time to learn the songs the way the drums are played. Sure. Mm. And I was kind of more of like a play the song, how it's supposed to sound kind of a drummer. Well, that's um, kind of the, the, the shtick of being a cover band, yeah. right? Like Laverage did a phenomenal job of sticking to a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that you might hear on a CD or on the radio. Mm-hmm. He was really good about that. So it would make sense, you know, yeah. for others to follow suit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I never forget the first time Mike Lavi put the guitar behind his back. And, yeah. played, and I was like, man, I'm in a rock band. This is so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time he did that, it felt like yeah. it was like, hell yeah. yeah man, like you've been really waiting awesome. for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where did the name Rock Soup come from? Yeah, I've always wondered that myself. Do you know? No, I, I, I'm I, sure Mike explained it to me. Lavi explained it to me, but I don't really remember. But oh, okay. I think it was one of the situations where you have a couple names and you pick the least worst one. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. Um, and they wanted to convey that they played a whole bunch of different stuff and not kind just, of like an alphabet soup. Yeah. Like rock like and roll soup, soup to nuts, kind of you know, yeah. type oh, of that's thing. Cool. The yeah. variety okay. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always surmised that's what it was but i don't think i ever really got a straight answer when i asked the same question yeah yeah Yeah. that's cool anyway sorry carry on no that's okay and you know when i joined them i'd been playing the drums since i was 17 and that was in 1997 um and then i played in rock bands original and cover bands all through my 20s as i say your hero story is pretty awesome <laughs> yeah. before we finally converged yeah before the avengers got together yeah yeah i had my own spinoff series uh yeah i played uh, i played in philadelphia um a cover band we did some rec- recording and we did some studio stuff and um there was a band that i played with that was um off the wagon we called ourselves 
And we had a really great party song called Falling Off the Wagon and a really great song that was about like Vietnam and fighting in a war. It's called Wrapped in Golden Chains. Uh, if I ever find those copies of those songs, I'll play them for you because they're amazing. They're really amazing. Is this song. like an old crow medicine show Ozzy mix of songs? The lead singer Maybe. actually kind of sounded like Brian Johnson from ACDC. Oh, so there's an interesting nice. little another parallel. another name I'll never live up to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> disagree. But uh, <laughs> so You're he had so kind of he had like a raspy voice and kind of sang like that. So sure. and it was like the guys that played guitar were really into like the '80s sounding hair metal band. So there was like a lot of wee wee going on. Uh, then I met up with these dudes at a party, uh, and it was like a couple of other bands were there. And we were all going to play, so. Um, the band's drummer didn't show, and they were like, any drummers want to sit in with us? And I was like, I'll sit in with Is you guys. Is there a doctor in the <laughs> house? <laughs> so I sit down with them, and they kind of like, before each song, they kind of like, okay, we've got this part, this part, this part, you know. And so I was like, okay. And I did my best, and we played for 45 minutes or so. And at the end, they were like, we are Plunger. And I was like, oh, man, I'm in a band called <laughs> Plunger now. <laughs> Like, I gotta go to the you put your hand over the mic, you're like, hey, guys, can we talk about this yeah. first? And they're like, no, it's one who plunges, not like a toilet thing. And I was like, oh, that makes yeah. it better. Yeah. Right. Okay. It still sounds the same. Yeah. <laughs> so they actually were like, hey, come play with us too. So I played in both the bands at the same time, you know, and then um, I moved to Virginia and started playing Rock Soup and then we met you. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I came to... Gosh, a good handful. You came to so a few of them. Yeah, yeah. I still remember fun. Uptown Alley. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and that one. They oh, don't man. do music there anymore. I don't that was our oh. fault, actually. <laughs> was it really? Is it? No way. <laughs> we had yeah, such last a time bad I was there. show there. We so did. Bad. There was nobody there. There was nobody, there, was nobody there. there. There were like eight people in the, in this huge space mm -hmm. with a wow. professional sound engineer. Yeah. It happens. I mean, right. don't get me wrong. For those that are listening to this, right. yeah, sometimes happens. we have shows where there is literally nobody there and we're yeah. playing to the staff and taking requests and we're looking stuff up just to be like, hey, sure, let's give it yeah. a try. Remember yeah. that song we tried to learn last night? Let's give it a go again today. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. But uh, no, that that was a bomb, not in a good way show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like some of the songs we played in Rock Soup were so much fun to play. Yeah. Um, we did that 21 Pilot song. Um, mm -hmm. Which way you could turn back time. Yeah, I loved rapping that. Yeah, that was good. And then we played, we pulled it off pretty well, I think. Yeah. Well, and it was funny because then that turned into, uh, hey, Radio Envy should do that song. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. And then it was vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I would come to y'all's shows and be like, oh, yeah, Ryan same. and I play that song. <laughs> yeah, same. And then, like, a couple Chicken, of songs later, egg. I'd be like, huh. Uh, well, Brian does sound good with them on that one. <laughs> I wonder if they need a tambourine player. <laughs> no. But you know okay. what the difference was? No, Every was... time we sat down and did something acoustic, again, going yeah. back to what we were saying earlier, it was always our take or a, a different. Mm -hmm. And playing with the band, you got to sound as close as you can to the original, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And the one thing, that, um, Courtney just asked me this the other day. Uh, we were just having a conversation about the difference between you know the bands and playing acoustic and singing mm -hmm. at the same time or primarily for our sets is one thing and then the the other side of it is being the front man of a cover band where you only play guitar on like two or three songs mm -hmm. and then the rest of the time you got to figure out what to do with what your to hands. do with stage your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know what to do with my hands yeah. exactly <laughs> 
So That's yeah, so in those instances, it's different when Lavi plays it versus when yeah. you know, when we would play a song. But it was cool. Like I, I never saw it in a bad light. It was just it was just different, mm-hmm. and it was like oh that's cool. But like I, you guys definitely had the rock band vibe. You know, it was mm-hmm. cool. It was a fun yeah. show. Like people got into it. You know, what I mean, and you know, I know from experience that's a rush. Like yeah. that is so cool to have people yeah. like. You guys had a Red Rock show where it was probably the, the most packed fire. I've ever yeah. seen it. It was an amazing show. Oh yeah. like, God, that, that was show was like ridiculous. That was and I was like, show. holy crap. We used to crap. do the Maroon 5. <clears throat> Shaka! Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. The Darkness. We did The Darkness. Yep. Oh, yes, darkness that was Brian's so favorite. Yeah. And he still oh, does that at, I, at karaoke. Yeah. 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 I can't. I'll never get enough of that song because there are very few people that could pull that off. Yeah. And I, I always love going up there. Yeah. Like doing that guys. Yeah. Yeah. And but it, we had we had a ton of great songs. Yeah, we did. Um, Three hours a, worth. <laughs> STP, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you guys had the in ear. Yeah, too we did. Stuff, we and did. I was like, so man, profesh. that's so cool. That was a good like, gig. So professional. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, when you go to take your break, you like flip the in ear out. You're like, <laughs> sometimes he had to. Yeah. Sometimes he had to. Sometimes both in is just too much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that was cool. You guys were a fun, you know, that's why I kept coming out. It was just a fun show to go and watch. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when things kind of fell apart there, I mean, Brian and I were like, hey, we need to kind of expand this a little bit. Like, we need to add mm-hmm. at least a piece for us to play well, some of the bigger spots that we wanted to play. Funny mm-hmm. enough, some of the um, places that we had played uh, or had uh, gone for, to do open mic, we, I, at least one of my missions was I was trying to find us a, an acoustic bass guitar player. Yeah. And I saw this dude that was amazing and I was desperately trying to get him to just, you know, hear our materials so that he could, you know, get a better sense of what we were aiming for. And, uh, and there were a couple other people that I talked to. Um, but then we were, we were brainstorming. Yeah. Trying to think of again, like how During to a practice, how really. to enhance it, and then we're like, I wonder what Bacon's up yeah. to. I said, Have you talked Still to Bacon? What's he yeah. doing? And, it, and Brian's like, I don't know. I'll reach out to him. Yeah. And at that time, I was just. I had not been in Rock Soup for, I don't know, probably about a year, and I was still thankful for my weekends that I got back and <laughs> not having to lug my drum set around God's yeah. creation oh, in yeah. IKEA. That's and the one thing with the drummer. Now, that it, if the way that we were structured, Laverich basically had all the sound equipment. Yeah, and he drove a Honda Civic. So yeah. like th- that, that, that made, made sense to me. <laughs> so he he definitely got the short end of the stick on that one. But as a drummer, like it doesn't matter. You always have to bring your equipment, mm-hmm. regardless of who's responsible for sound. Yep. So when would you show up to the shows, Brian? Oh, is that a good question? Is that is that tough? Sorry. It's not a tough question. <laughs> I can answer it. <sighs> he was the lead singer that would. Just so you know show the memes in, like, that they make. Yeah, have you seen the like the reels where on it's Instagram like the and drummers TikTok? wheeling in all these carts of cases of stuff, and the guitar, the lead guitarist has like four stacks of guitar cases pushing in, and uh, the bass player just kind of saunters in, but he's got some gear, and the singer's like, "I didn't do shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Five minutes before we go on, Brian rolls in. And oh, no, come on. <laughs> Plug in. That's tune not true. Up. Yeah, that's not true. You know I really need this involved. guitar for three songs anyway. I've got my jazz you know hands ready to sing along. <laughs> <laughs> early on, early on, I used to show up early. Mm-hmm. And Laverich was so particular about how everything needed to be set up. Oh, okay. It was like so. Bacon and I have no idea what that's like. Okay. 
but I don't get mad right, for yeah. anything. I just yeah. give you yeah, crap yeah, sure. about it. Of course. But he he would get upset. <laughs> he would get upset. So I was like, all right, I won't I won't touch your stuff. Because right. I mean, this guy we're talking about mic like bass speakers the size of this table. Oh yeah, and like big yeah. speakers. No, and they like were massive. Lights that would go up in the air. It was, it was a show. It was crazy. Yeah, it they were um, sound sensitive lights. He had a pedal that he could adjust the settings to it. You know, based on what color scheme he wanted, how quickly, whatever. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff involved. You know, and then when the gig was over, we'd pack all the stuff into his house. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how Now, he did for it. that, I did stay. Yeah. For that, I did stay oh, yeah. because oh, that yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. But it, hmm. it started with me showing up an hour before the start time to help to 45 minutes to half an hour. Because it was like, if I'm not, if I'm literally sitting there doing nothing and I'm just getting wasted before our performance. <laughs> yeah, and paying a babysitter. And paying too. the babysitter. Yeah. That was yeah. the other piece of it. So, but no, I definitely stayed at the end and helped, oh, yeah. you know, roll stuff out to the cars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, but I know that that was a point of contention. It, it is what it is. It's I mean, the past. bygones are bygones. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, it's history. That's what we're, you yeah. know, kind of That's what we're together. here. So back before, let's go back even further for me. For okay. me. Yes. Because yeah. when I was a kid, like a teenager, my sister uh, married a musician who was like a lead guitar player in a whole bunch of cover bands. Some of the cover bands are still around that he was a guitar player in. Um, and after like years of doing the big band thing, he went and decided to do a small acoustic trio thing. Okay. And they called themselves uh, Acoustic Sauce. And okay, they had two guitar players. Oh, no, a guitar player. My sister sang with them. And they had a guy on congas, two congas in the back. And that, when you guys asked me to come play with you, I was like, this could be my own acoustic sauce. (laughs) (laughs) And like, it was really helpful that I had already knew a majority of the songs you guys are playing. Because I knew them from rock. So all I had to really do. (laughs) Yeah. All I had to really do was learn how to play the congas in a way that made sense, you know, with what you guys were doing. So there was a one guy that came up to me after we were done playing. And he was like, I, this is when I started playing with the tumba, the big one on the floor. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he came over. He's like, I heard you playing from the street, and I knew that you were playing with congas. I said, he, I play congas. And he's like, let me show you something. And he put his elbow in the middle of it. Is that where that came That's from? That's where that came from. Oh, he my put his God. elbow in the middle of it and pushed down and started hitting it. And as he lifted his elbow, it changed the tone uh-huh. of, the, of the head. And I was like, that is brilliant. Yeah, I could end songs with that. And so I've, ever since then, I throw it in there every once in a while. Yeah, because <laughs> Brian loves that. Yeah. Yeah, he looks time, back at me and he's like, would you just end the song already? Last time <laughs> you put your whole body on it and then you were like. I was like, wow, we're getting elaborate now. I love that you're incorporating those new things because it's great when I turn around and I'm like, what in the hell is he doing? But it does. It adds more showmanship, more flair to the whole experience. I mean, and. Yeah, I mean, you yourself add so much to what we have as a product, mm-hmm. right? And, I mean, there's so many times Brian and I are like, damn, that was so good with bacon. Yeah. Like, it, it was such an amazing idea for us to bring you on board because yeah. we've gone so much further now than we ever could have gone. And we miss you when you're not there. Aww. Like, he and I would play, <laughs> and it's like, there's nobody yeah. to look back and wink we, at. We would look back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nobody. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I'm, 
I'm on beat. Ba- nope, bacon's not there. All right, I'll just look at Brian and we'll just head nod to each other. It, just, <laughs> it feels like the family's good, together. Good. Yeah, you know, when you when you are there. Yeah. And then when you're not there, Tim's like, well, just like old times, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you want me to play the bongos? And Brian's like, no, just stick to the tambourine. I'm like, it's because I'm not as good as bacon. He's like, well, I'm like, I knew it. Nonsense. Tim, I know you still got it in you. Wow. Every once in a while. So (laughs) the Congo Bongo face off, which the battle, you know, it's fun. The battle is fun. I I have to step up my game for that. I got to come up with something. You got to spin it three times now. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it has been two two or three years now that we've been doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's been pretty much the same the entire time. You know what we could do? Oh, this, it just struck me like Uh lightning. So you know how you have your congas and then you've got your little splash symbol. Tim, we got to get, for your bongos, we gotta get you a, a little miniature splash symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they make those. Yeah, I know. You could they just do. take That's take one of your old timberines and just take the take the oh, round yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, I could do that. Or you know what we could do? Uh, we could get you those sticks. Weren't you just talking about them before we got started about the the drumsticks that make the out of the uh, speaker? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get you one of those things, and then you could just play. Forget the bongos, just play. The drumsticks with the little speaker will attach it to the mixer. Nice. Yes. That'd be fun. Nice. <laughs> One of the best things about that is sometimes you would come around, you'd turn around and hit my cymbal. And yeah. if I'm quick enough, I can grab it and muffle mm-hmm. it before you hit it. Ah, that was a great time. Well, I and love it what's great is just like everything else that we do, it gets a reaction. Yeah. Right? Whether it's playing the kazoo, you know, doing rap in Baby Got Back or you know, like just throwing curveballs at people, like the crowd just reactions. getting their reactions. But like, like, cause I'll make a face when I hit it and you don't get it. And I look back at people and people are like, Oh, did he just, you know, piss off bacon for hitting his stuff or what? Like <laughs> yep. it, it gets people's reaction. And in the same sense, like when you grab it, people are like, Oh, he got to, <laughs> you know, like, so it's just fun to yeah. like, it's all part of the entertainment mm-hmm. that we provide and, mm-hmm. To get people's reactions. I mean, because, you know, people have asked me, like, why do you guys play kazoo? And I'm like, did it get your attention? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, that's why. Yep. Every and that's the time. whole point. I played a solo show two nights ago where um, there was a whole group of people that had never seen me perform before. Mm-hmm. And I pulled out the kazoo and started playing Aha. And they turned over and yeah. looked at me. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, who does that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. you want to hear two more songs where I do this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. They're like, oh, brother. And it's yep. like, yes. That's right. <laughs> I did, oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right, so at this point in the show, the show's ended. Tim has lost interest. I'll say, okay, well, Brian, why don't you read us out? And Brian would say. All right, let me look at it real quick. Yeah, take your time. Podcast Envy is a Bacon Wave podcast production in association with Revelry Media Productions. This episode was superbly engineered by Michael Bacon and produced by Brian, Timmy C., and Bacon of Radio Envy. If you enjoyed Podcast Envy, please share it with your family, friends, and enemies by sharing our content on social media. Contact us at contact at baconwaveproductions.com. We'll see you next time, boy.